I believe we've got uh, former Lake County Sheriff Mark Curran on the line with us now. Are you there? I'm here. Welcome. Thank you so much. Mark Curran is the Republican nominee for United States Senate, recently earned the endorsement of the Chicago Tribune editorial page for his candidacy to take out long-term incumbent Dick Durbin. Uh, Sheriff Curran, welcome. Great to have you uh, back on the program. Uh, you know, we. It, it, this is just my... It, Jim. Thanks well, for having me. This is just my perception, but it, it feels like we haven't seen you or heard a lot from you downstate during this campaign. So how are you getting the word out about your candidacy? And is it going to be enough to, to take out a well-funded and entrenched incumbent? Well, you know, Jim, I, I've been down there a lot. I mean, I spent weeks at a time, what have you. So um, which tell me the range of your listenership. Well, we, we cover, you know, Sangamon and all the surrounding counties and, and even farther when you take in streaming and things. Uh, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, yeah. you've had, you know, a, a few political stops. We, it doesn't seem like we've seen a lot of you in, in the media, though, which is where you can reach, obviously, the largest number of people. I, I guess I'm just kind of wondering, what, what's the strategy here? How are you trying to get the word out about what you're doing and what you stand for? Right. Uh, I've worked extremely hard. You know, I've probably spent um, I've spent a lot of nights in Springfield, and um, you know, essentially, we're optimistic that we're going to do really well in southern and central Illinois. Uh, you know, it's mostly red there, and I think a lot of people know who I am. They, they know what I stand for. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to people in the ag business as well down there i'm sure you see a ton of my signs down there don't you well we do uh... and yeah so um it's a battle uh jim though i'm not gonna lie to you there's 102 counties in the state i'm a middle class guy i don't have a plane i'm not flying around you know or anything like that just me driving everywhere and it's a lot of ground to cover so two-thirds of the state lives up here north of i-80 so prior to uh, the last month or so, I spent, you know, at least, you know, a couple few days a week somewhere down central and southern and western Illinois. But the last month or so, I've just stayed up here because the numbers are so much bigger. And, you know, the, the path to victory is always holding your own in the collar counties and then pounding down about 25 percent of Cook. And so we think we're going to do it, Jim. We're really optimistic. We've worked extremely hard. I, you know, I know I'm running against a guy 38 years. He's been in office, swamp creature. He's voted for uh, every uh, you know, tax increase, every debt ceiling increase. He's the reason why Social Security is not funded. He's the reason why Medicare is not funded, why we have $27 trillion in debt. Uh, these career politicians are horrible. They're horrible for America. Now, I've even called out Mitch McConnell. I say that if I'm elected to the United States Senate, one of my first votes is going to be against Mitch McConnell. You know, we, we, these, these career politicians need to go home. Dick Durbin has never not, in his adult life, has never not had a government paycheck. And, you know, these shutdowns and people are just getting killed right now. And I'm sure in central Illinois as well, everybody you talk to has an exit plan, right? They're, they're talking about... You know, as soon as I can get my kid through this school, I'm out of here. Nobody wants to stay in Illinois. So it's Dick Durbin, his great friend Mike Madigan, who he endorsed to stay in that leadership role. 
Kim Fox, the crooked state attorney up here, all those, you know, people that are destroying this, the state of Illinois. We got to we got to think that there's going to be a backlash and it has to happen now. It's over. You opened up the door to about the, the shutdown. So let's talk about that. Obviously, the pandemic playing a huge role in a lot of the issues that we're seeing right now. How would you assess the federal response to the pandemic? I'm not just talking about Congress, but also the, the Trump administration. And what would you be advocating for to do differently if you were elected? Yeah, so Illinois is really the uh, there's only like four states that have any type of shutdown going on right now. None of them have as, as drastic uh, measures as Illinois. And um, there's, you can't find a state, if you go 10 states in any direction, you can't find another state that's not playing high school football and high school sports. But I'm talking about the federal so, response you know, here, uh, with all due respect, because I, yeah. I, you're, you're running for the U.S. So, Senate. So I'm talking about the federal response, right. the co- Congress and the administration. Okay, yeah, the, the federal response. So, you know, China's a bad actor, and, and I, I would submit to you this, that President Trump is the first president uh, in, that I can ever recall calling out China for what it is. So that, that's part of what we need to do is get away from our dependence on China. This virus came out of a lab in, in Wuhan, China. They allowed flights to go all throughout China, but they wouldn't allow them to go outside of China. I mean, they allowed them to go outside of China, but not to go within China, knowing that they had a, a, a bad virus on hand. So federal government is, is not the answer to all, all questions. I mean, at the end of the day, there's states that are doing okay and that are going to make it through this pandemic because they're open for business and people are going to those states. Illinois is not one of them. So, you know, ultimately, I'm against giving big bailouts to cities and what have you. We can get it to uh, the working people, small businesses, middle class. I'm fighting for the middle class. So, so you you would be opposed you'd be opposed to additional federal aid for state and local governments for the costs they've incurred because of the pandemic. Uh, you know you have to balance all that out, um, but I, I think that they have not shown the ability to to do well in Illinois with regards to their monies, and that's why I said I, I think it'd be it's better to see the money go directly to the small businesses and and go to the individuals uh, as opposed to multinational corporations and city governments that that need to be reined in. Obviously, we're going to see continuing problems until we get this thing under control. You were quoted as having said in a Facebook video that this won't go away until, quote, we build up herd immunity and enough people get the virus. We have to let the virus run its course, and we have to let people get infected. Is that an accurate quote, and and does that reflect your philosophy? No, I don't think so. You'd have to show me that video. I don't believe I I I ever said that. So you haven't advocated for the herd immunity approach? No, no, no. So the only thing I've ever said is, is that there was never a discussion. It was always top down. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to boom, boom, boom. And to me, that that uh, when you start taking people's liberty away, you know, they have the right to ask, are we doing this? Uh, first of all, I'm a constitutional law professor. And when you take these draconian measures, you know, you have to ask, ask are we doing it in the least intrusive manner necessary? And are there other means to achieve this? What have you? So there was never any discussion. I think a lot of people felt that they uh, that their rights were usurped and they had they had no say in the matter. 
Let's talk about the the federal debt, which obviously has grown significantly in the last several years. It's exploded this year with pandemic relief. You talked about wanting to do more for for middle class families, but how do you pay for it, and how do we start wrestling the uh, the massive debt to the ground? Right. So we got to get off the backs of middle class families, and that's for sure. They should pay less in taxes. Um, so one of the things we have to address the spending problem, I, I think, is, is critical. You know, the federal agencies are set up that if they don't spend their budget, they lose it. So they have big parties at the end of the year to blow out their budget. That's just a matter of it's a fact. Uh, so there's one uh, there that, you know, I, I'm somebody that, that believes in a, in a uh, balanced budget amendment. That's something that I would push for. You know, beyond that, I, I think that... Uh, People that are near, nearing that age have the right to depend on uh, Social Security and Medicare. The problem is that, you know, Social Security is only going to be funded for a few more years. So what are we going to do? And Well, answer that question know, for me. Somebody, what are we going to do? You talked about okay. cutting, cutting middle class so, taxes. Yeah. Where are you going to find the money then to, to shore up Social Security and, and Medicare? Yeah, we're not going to get it off the backs of the middle class. So, you know, whether or not these corporations that do business overseas need to pay more. Uh, you know, that's something that, that needs to be discussed. But the, 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 how did we get here, Jim? Senator Durbin's been here 38 years. He's voted for more than two dozen uh, debt ceiling increases. He's voted for thousands of tax increases. So who's to blame for this? And, you know, you look at Illinois. Has is, is, is he sounded the alarm on any of Illinois' problems? No, he hasn't. And it's been kicked the can down the road all these years, you know. Wife made a lot of money lobbying. I know he's he's from Springfield, but you know people need to be honest about about uh, somebody who's 76 years old wants to stay until he's 82 at a minimum, um, and has has been bad and has been part of the problem, a big part of the problem why Illinois is in such serious trouble and why everybody's looking to get out the door. So I would tell people, you know, we need a change. Career politicians are bad, and I've I've said it on both sides of the aisle. There's no such thing as a good career politician. I'm somebody that, once again, I called out Mitch McConnell. You know, I've called out the leaders in the Illinois General Assembly. You know, Durkin and, and, and uh, Brady have made a lot uh, on both sides. have made a lot of money staying in, in those positions for a long time, and the, and, and the people have gotten the short end of the stick. So I'm fighting for the people. I don't have any interest in going and staying down there. That's not what was designed by our founders. And if people aren't angry now, I don't know what to tell them. So are, are you going to impose a term limit on yourself if you're elected to the U.S. Senate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what so, would that you know, be? I, I mean, I'd, well, I'll serve the one term, you know, and then we'll evaluate whether there's two, but there, there would never be more than that. Um, let's talk about health care real briefly here. Obviously, uh, again, with uh, a lot of folks having contracted coronavirus this year, we don't know necessarily all the long range effects of it. A lot of concern about pre-existing conditions. So what's the Republican plan uh, to, to shore up and fix health care? So, Jim, what I would say to you when you say the Republican plan, I'm not really uh, – one of the reasons the Tribune endorsed me is they said that I'm not a uh, partisan individual, you know, unlike Senator Durbin, who's a far-left partisan. So what I would say about health care is that we have to protect pre-existing conditions. That was the problem with the Republican bill when they tried to repeal Obamacare and they didn't have anything to, to, to go to that would protect pre-existing conditions. So that, that would be my uh, – Standard that would that would be something that I would insist on. We protect pre-existing conditions. Beyond that, I, I subscribe to the concept that people should have health care. So there's about nine percent 
of America that's at or near the poverty level that doesn't qualify for Medicaid. Well, we're going to probably have to expand Medicaid. But we can't go in the direction of Senator Durbin and, and the uh, left on this issue and go in the, and, and have a single-payer system. A single-payer system will destroy America. You know, that's why um, you know, the way the health care is set up right now, all the money's at the top of these, of these uh, hospital conglomerates, and the doctors and the nurses are underpaid. I stood out on picket lines with striking nurses. They're supporting me. And, um, you know, ultimately there's things that we can do to rein in health care costs, including uh, allowing insurance companies to compete over state lines, um, insisting on the cost for a procedure to be posted, and uh, that that information is conveyed up front. These are things that we can do. But... Um, you know, healthcare, the Obamacare is tens of thousands of pages. It's a mess. What about the so-called public option where somebody like me, I like my private health insurance. It works well for me. I would keep it. But somebody else who doesn't have that option or not a good option could say, I prefer to be in a Medicare, a Medicare style plan. Should that be made available to people who wish to opt in? You know, I, I like I said, I think that Medicaid is one uh expanding that but with regards to medicare i mean it's designed for the seniors and, and um i i think that we have a uh but does it have to be couldn't, couldn't that same that, system apply to everybody you know my concern would be whether or not that's going to destroy the uh private health care industry because that's not something that we want to do so we, we want to keep competition out there but we want to drive down the cost you know Part of the big, a big part of the problem right now is the cost of pharmaceuticals. So America gives these drugs away to all these other nations, and then they charge our consumers ridiculous amounts to pay for the uh, patents, and, and we, that has to stop. We have to pay other countries have to pay their share in terms of the research and development of these drugs. Mark Kern, we are out of time. Let people know how to find out more about your candidacy in these uh, remaining hours left before Election Day. So I just want to say, Jim Leach, you're awesome, buddy, for reaching out and giving me this chance. It's electcurrent.com, electcurrent.com. Any way you can help me out is, it would be really appreciated. And uh, we got a lot of support. We're, we're primed to pull off the upset on, on uh, Tuesday night. Thank you very much for your time. Great to talk to you. Appreciate it. You too.